0: Welcome to the Unprofessional Opinion Podcast, where we share our life experiences and offer advice for tackling life's many, many questions. I'm Morgan. And I'm Heather. And well, we are not professionals, full disclaimer there. But if you're new to us this season, we are diving into the many questions that we have either asked or been asked about the relationships that we have in our lives, like our friendships, our family, colleagues even, and romantic partners. So in our last episode, we gave our unprofessional opinion on how do you make friends as an adult and how do you make sure you're choosing people that you want to stay friends with for many years to come. So if you are curious about that, head, check out that episode. But today's question hits close to home for Heather and me, and -hmm. it's this. So all of my friends are at a different life stage than me. How do I maintain those friendships? And should I find people in a similar life stage?
1: That's awesome. I'm so pumped to dive into this. All right, let's do it. Okay, Morgan, I am so excited to start talking through this question. I feel like this is the one of the mediaest questions that we have and one that you and I just I feel like this was might have been the first question that we came up with together just to talk about it. Was. Yeah, like why is it important to make new friends as an adult keep current ones? Is it important to keep them? Do you need friends in the same life season? I feel like I'm, I'm definitely in that stage right now where I've got a lot of friends that are, you know, married that have kids, and you know, it's like, okay, well, you know, they're doing their own thing, they're rocking and rolling, and I'm, I'm over here. I'd love to have a family, but you know, it's it's important to keep those friendships, I think, and also to make new ones. But I'm curious; would love to throw it back to you and get your unprofessional opinion on, you know, if it's, you know, what are your thoughts on, you know, keeping current friendships? that are in different life stages? Is it, you know, what's the value in that? Is there a value in that? We know, what's the difference in, you know, also making friendships that are, uh, you know, in your same life season?
0: Well, I would love to give my unprofessional opinion on that, Heather. And it's this. So I think it is critically important to maintain the friendships, even if you are at a different life stage. Yeah. The how is where it gets a little maybe trickier or it's something that we have to practice like anything else but i think my my biggest things are one you got to meet each other where you're at two combating any internal jealousy on both all sides, and then being flexible to find balance. And so I'll kind of explain what I mean. Yeah,
1: by let's this. dive into this. Those yeah, are. i wanna, I going like to jump in. into a one, two, three, four. I don't know if you mentioned four. One, two, three process. I'm going to need you to break that down for me. Yeah, <laughs> I got. Well, no, yeah, I got three things. I got three
0: big okay. things. Okay, okay. Let's for start with my unpro- one. at least for my unprofessional opinion. Okay, course, so the first one, and let me just preface this as well. I. So where I live currently, so let me, pre- you know, set the stage. Where I live currently, I have no single friends. Not to say I don't have friends. I just don't have any other friends who are in a single stage. Either they are in committed relationships. I didn't engaged.
1: realize that. Yeah. Honestly, now since you said that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They're engaged or they're married, which and is amazing. In Atlanta. You're in Atlanta. I feel like there's mm-hmm. a lot of single girlies and guys, mm-hmm. you know?
0: Yeah. But... I mean, like I have you, you know, we're in a similar life stage and single. Yes. (laughs) What's up? Uh, And we have some other friends who are single and I have some other friends who are single in other places. So I feel that I've learned to navigate this over the recent years. And, you know, when, when I say meet each other where you're at, that it's really broad, but in my head, it really just means it goes into number three of being flexible You are at different life stages and that's cool i think that means that i can learn things about their experiences and that they have wisdom to give me about their time and singleness i also think that i have insight to share for their stage as well maybe even if i'm not fully in it because i'm not in it i am an outside perspective and so to me that's meeting each other where they're at of you know, not feeling like we have to be going through the exact same things. I think it's nice sometimes when we are at different places because we can give that more removed perspective, maybe we're not mm-hmm. both in it and like, you know, riling each other up Of like, can you believe that blah, 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 or whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, I've found over the years that there's a bit more um, calm when going through things, which is kind of nice. Um, and I think for me, one of the biggest things of, like you said, of like, yeah, obviously I want those things. I want to have a, you know, like a long lasting partner and I want to have a family, but also realizing everyone's timeline is so vastly different. And so the biggest thing for me is combating
1: Jealousy in my mind, or I was you're talking and I'm thinking comparison in my head. Like I totally get it. I'm in like this stage of I would love to like I see these families. And I'm like, I totally want to be that mom on a soccer field right now, but I'm nowhere near that stage of life, nor do I need to be, nor is like that my plan right now. So I totally get that. I think jealousy and just comparing yourself to people like, I wish I was there. You know, and that's like you're losing the season that you're currently in. Just Mm -hmm. wanted to say my two cents.
0: I no, I think. That's a really important point to be yeah. made of like what is it they say comparison is a thief of joy, jealousy is yeah. a thief of joy. I think you can like insert all of those things and it is applicable right. because then I think about it too of I am so immensely happy for all of my friends because one, by the grace of God, all of our friends and all of my friends, I feel like have ended up with amazing partners
1: um yes, and, and that. so
0: that's great and makes I think that makes things a lot easier, but um yeah, they'll still be, I mean, if I'm being real, it's not that I want their lives, but I, I think, you know, I just want those things too. And so I have to catch myself on that because it takes me out of being present with them where they are. And, right. you know, maybe there's flip of like, oh man, Morgan doesn't have to have any, um, she has nothing holding her back from going to travel spontaneously or getting to sleep in past five 30 in the morning. And yeah. th- I think it's real on both sides too. And, but when we do that to ourselves, I think, like I said, we we take ourselves out of the moment and being present. And then we're missing
1: big moments for each other.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that if you can resonate with that at all.
1: No, absolutely. I went to this, um, so funny. It was like an all-girls, single, like Christian meetup thing. And it was like those that were all like went to a church together, or it would have been like friends of friends, and we all went there and we had like listened to this sermon, but it was about uh like living in the season that you're in. And that's kind of what I was alluding to before. It's if you are, you know, when you're single, all you want to do is get married. And when you're married, all you want to do is have kids. And when you have kids, all you want to do is get them out of the house. Let's do our own thing, get them to college. And then at that point, all you want to do is like have them back home. And you're always looking for this. And there's so many middle stages of all that too, but you're always looking for the next thing. And I mean, whether you're single or you're married, like if you're not living in that season, you're... You're going to look back. I mean, my biggest regret is I look back when I'm 80, 90 years old, like, man, time flew by. I want it to be where, no, I lived it. I feel it. I feel like I've really had a full life because then I've slowed down. I've lived in each season that I'm in. And that'll honestly make me feel full and complete. Uh, So yeah.
0: That makes me feel good. I think it... No, I think it... You resonate with that? Yeah. It makes me feel like I... I'm not alone in, in those feelings and yeah. that it obviously, if, if there is something that is being spoken to people of all stages that is directly around that same topic, like there's yeah. something comforting about that. That's like, okay, I'm not, I'm not a crazy person over here. Like I'm not like overthinking things or, you know, building it up to be bigger than it is like other people really feel this too. And I think the last kind of big thing that stands out for me with this question is, the being flexible. And if I'm being vulnerable, this was probably my biggest learning curve in friendships that we started to be at different stages because one, schedules start to get busier. Life mm-hmm. gets busier. You have, you're have you working, especially when we're talking about here, people who have significant others. Okay. Now we have someone else's schedule to accommodate accommodate and trying to to make that all work and then you add in kids and and that's other considerations on me seeing people how often can you see people what does that look like because it's not gonna look exactly the same yeah. um, you know and I think sometimes that can be an adjustment trying to figure out okay this isn't the same but making it to where it's still just as wonderful and beneficial and I think like I said that was a challenge for me because Right now, I am one who is able to be much more flexible. So yeah, that means right. for my friends who are in different cities, okay, I'm the one who's probably going to hop on a flight yeah. or I'm the one who, who might have to bend a little bit more. And when I figured out how to get over that little mental block in my head of like, man, it feels like I'm doing a lot here, I had to stop back and check myself and say, well,
1: they're doing a lot too. Like <laughs> I honestly thought the same thing. I'm like, man, I'm doing a lot. Like I'm always the one to go over. I'm always like, and I love to, you know, go to someone's place and spend time with them, but I totally get it. And it's like, look at it objectively. It makes sense. Like they have kids or they're married. It's like, you're just one person. You could be flexible. I yeah. get that. Well, and it goes back to meeting each other where you're at. Like yeah.
0: where yeah. they're at right now. That was now. your number one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. it was
1: meet where they're at. What was number yeah. two?
0: Meet each other where you're at confront any comparison or internal jealousy and be flexible and find the balance. Like if you're the one who has to bend a bit more because you're in that season, your friend's going to bend as well at other points. They're already bending, right? Like they might have a baby screaming in the bedroom that they're trying to feed or change, but they also want to spend time with you because you're important. And so it's just being aware, having grace on each other. And then if you do need to talk about something, where it feels unbalanced, then that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, that you might need to have.
1: So but, let's set the stage. So, do you have a lot of friends you feel like that are? So you said not many single friends. Are they mainly married? Do they have kids? Like, what's like kind of your your bubble? Breakdown. Yeah, what's the breakdown?
0: My bubble, I would say the majority are married. Yep. And I would thinking about it, I feel like this is the first wave of the baby boom. So not all of them have kids yet, but it's baby or pregnant or they're, trying. or they're trying, or yeah. they already have kids. So I would say, yeah, a lot of, a lot of, at least my like very close people, and I'm thinking about my close people who are all in, in different places, um, yeah, I would say the majority are married and beginning to think or start having kids.
1: Yeah. No, it's the Mm -hmm. same for me. I feel like most of them are married and I feel like few have kids, but yeah, they're kind of starting to think about it. And other of my married couples are like so happy in the season that they're in right now. They're not even thinking about kids, Mm -hmm. but it is the season where people are starting to move to maybe back home or just back to where they want to raise a family. So they're definitely heading in that direction but i mean i definitely i have get not experienced that that's
0: really? an
1: interesting one yeah i have i i actually googled it the other day i was like how like what's the percentage of people that move back home it was low it was like okay don't quote me this is my unprofessional opinion i googled it one time disclaimer it was like 17% and i was like that's lower than i thought so really? i don't
0: know. see i'm I don't, not
1: surprised by like that the end this at all. is a this is a 20 15 second uber <laughs> uber this google so <laughs> take it take it as it is but uh, but no, I think that's so cool getting that. And I, I wanted to say, I do think it's so important to maintain those friendships that are in different life stages. I I always think about, I was working at an accounting firm a couple years ago and, you know, life, death and taxes, you are just, it's a grind sometimes. And especially during busy season, but you want to still invest in those friendships and those relationships, but it's hard to, and like, truly your time is so limited, at least from like a work perspective. And I had, a Sunday dinner. It was like a standing kind of dinner with one of my married couple friends, and then another married couple friend with one kid. And you know who I'm talking about. And so uh, it was like so great. Every Sunday, I knew that like the dad, not the dad, <laughs> soon to be dad, the, uh, the one of my friends' husbands was would cook, and he's like the best grill master ever. So I'm like, I will eat anything you're serving. Um, so that was amazing. And it it was just like, so great to all come together. You know, I bring a side dish, everyone would would bring a little something. And it was just so nice. It honestly reminded me of home. It's like, Mm -hmm. you know, my mom and dad, we'd have, you know, dinner together on Sundays before the week starts. And that's what it felt like. And it felt just like a great start to the week. And if I hadn't valued, maintained those friendships while they moved into different seasons and to invest, you know, and prioritize their life into their spouse and to their kids, like, you know, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been able to selfishly benefit from that and which definitely filled my cup. So I know we talked about, you know, last episode about filling your cup and we used beans as a reference and that I felt like overflowing. You're just Mm -hmm. like, man, I can conquer the world. This is amazing with like this community around me. So I think it's so beneficial. And I mean, I even go back to like, I I feel like some people they're like grandfathered in, you know, when Mm -hmm. you have those true friends uh, it honestly feels like nothing will will rattle that, you know, it's, you think of like, you know, childhood friends, high school friends, post college, like you there's a certain friends you feel like are grandfathered in, like regardless of where they move in the country, out of the country, whether they get married, whether they have kids, like they'll always they'll always stay close. But in any relationship you have to put forth effort. And if you don't like they'll always kind of be there, but if you're not there for them when they need really need you, like maybe they're going through a hard time, you know, and they're married and you're single, like you, you don't really know. So stay, you know, stay in touch with them, stay close. It's like their friends worth keeping. They're like any other friend. They're just having to prioritize, you know, their husband or their kids. And, you know, mm-hmm. we don't as much. So maybe we have a bit more free time, but we need to still stay, you know, vigilant to pursue those friendships, which sounds very similar to what I said last episode, but I mean, it's true. I think it's, it, it is. Well. Yeah, I definitely
0: think it is. So I agree that there are those friendships that like you said, get grandfathered in. But I'm curious about your how. Like, even if they're grandfathered in, you still have to either adjust or figure out something. So how did how did you do it? How did you maintain your
1: how do they get to like the grandfathered status?
0: Well, or even in the grandfathered status, how did you adjust? Like how did your friendship adjust to the change in stages? Or or did you not even notice it?
1: I think I, it's definitely, it's kind of hard to notice because it's like in your face, like, boom, here's a man that doesn't belong here. You know, it's like, I think I think a perfect example is like when I was living with, with one of my, that's why I am it like, whoa, you're not, you don't belong here. This is my space. Hey, you're new. But I think of like when I lived with our friend Grace and like such a fun season of life, but like all of a sudden this boy starts coming around and I'm like, who are you? But he would cook for us and we're like, yay. Um <laughs> <laughs> again, this is the girl master, right? <laughs> and um, wait, I'm, I totally lost track. Ask me a question one more time. Well, my question was like,
0: you talked about grandfathered friends and how they're just kind of always going to be there, which I agree. I, I feel like I have friendships where the test of time, they're going to still be there, but that doesn't mean there isn't An adjustment period or figuring out how that looks. So how do you personally, or how would you tell someone to be able to maintain those, even those grandfathered friendships? Because that doesn't just happen by osmosis either.
1: Yes. Yes. I'm now coming back to where I was going with that and I've now landed. (laughs) So (laughs) I think it was, I mean, it was like developing a relationship with the husband, I think helped me maintain that friendship with her. I mean, think about like in the inverse, if you hate the husband or you hate the boyfriend, you think your relationship's going to be good with your friend? Nada. I'm thankful every day, (laughs) every day (laughs) that my friends chose incredible. Yes. And it's so true. I think that's how you maintain it naturally because like naturally you want to be around them together, not just your friend. Uh, But yeah, to your question, like where do you get to like the grandfather point? I don't really know. I don't know if there's like a point when you're like, stamp of approval like you're in for life like you know to your I know you think of like friendships in like terms of a house like what gets to like your bedroom I mean I don't really know I it, for me it's like it's time I think with anything it just takes time in a friendship and like the deepness of the friendship too uh but I think to keep those relationships even if they're grandfathered in to keep them it takes you know act- actively pursuing that friendship and I think the friendship with the husband, you know, in a sense, but to where they're, they're together, holy matrimony. So like you need to, I mean, they're a package deal. So mm-hmm. you need to kind of think about them that way. And honestly, I think about, to your point, you know, a lot of our friends, husbands are amazing. I'm like, wow, where are, where are these men? Like, what can we clone <laughs> them? Like, do you have a brother? <laughs> you yeah, look, that's what I'm like, they're, they're amazing. And they're amazing for, for our friends. I'm like, this is yeah. like, this is like divine work. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really cool to see. And you feel like they feel like family. They feel like Mm -hmm. a brother to you. Um, I don't know. I just think that's really cool. And I think that just helps help you. It helps you maintain your friendship with those friends.
0: Yeah, I I definitely agree. Now I am curious. I want to
1: ask you the question though, because that was, that was hard to answer. I mean, I gave my unprofessional opinion, but girl, that was super unprofessional. I don't know what I was thrown out.
0: What do you mean?
1: I don't know. I just, it's so hard to answer that. Like, so I want to ask you when it comes to like friendships, do you think about them as like grandfathered or do you think about them as like constantly pursuing?
0: I think it comes, Well, I I think there comes to a point where you just have a natural trust and dependability in a friendship for me and where there's just a sense of, of loyalty where I know uh, certain people will kind of always be there, regardless. I think, um, like you said, that happens over time, um, and it to me, it, it there is a constant flow of mutual give and take. Of you're continuing to fill me up, I'm continuing to fill you up. I'm there for you; you're there for me. There is just this mutual balance in that, and. When I say that, that doesn't mean that's always like every day we're giving each other the same. It's like over the grand scheme of life. Like there might be a week where I or two or three or four that I don't reach out or I'm just so crazy that I've, but if, but I'm still like that person, I would still drop everything for, be there for if they call yeah. me, whatever. You know what I mean? Like I'm not, I don't want to paint this picture of like, um, this master of friendships because I'm absolutely not. But I think for me, for the people who are, I foresee to be in my life for many years to come, there's just, they have proven themselves over time. Um, So that's how I would answer that.
1: Yeah. I like that. Okay. I'm sorry. I interrupted you before. What were you going to No. Well, I was going to ask you of, I feel that the for me
0: the easier part is maintaining the friendships right the different life stages i feel like i've yeah. gotten to a point where i know how to handle that i feel i feel confident in my ability to do that but i want to know what your thoughts are about the kind of second part of the question where we were asked well what do do you have to have friends in a similar life stage right if you look at me like where i am geographically i don't have many friends or any friends in my similar life stage mm-hmm. is that a problem
1: What's your, I I think you're, I think you're perfectly fine. I think you're perfect (laughs) Stop. No, but to answer the question, I do feel like it is good to have friends in a similar life stage, whether you're married. I mean, I'm not married, but I have married friends and there's, they have struggles. And so it's a lot of them that have been successful. It's they've had a peer mentor couple to go to, or they've had, friends that are also married to go to, to say, Hey, we're really struggling with this piece. So I think, yeah, from any life stage, it's good to have someone in that similar stage with you with kids. I mean, I know one of my friends with kids was like, man, like I I'm kind of lonely. Like it would be good to have like a mom friend, you know, that Mm -hmm. I could do things with during like the nine to five. And so it is really helpful for just that sense of community. But I think at least from specifically for me, it's like, I'm single. So I'm naturally attracted to people who are like in my similar life stage. It just, I think it's just kind of how things fall. You know, I have more time. So it's like, yeah, I would play pickleball on a Sunday evening. I have nothing else to do. And it's like, who else is there? Likely people who are single. You know, if you have a family, you're probably eating dinner with kids, putting the kids to bed. If you're married, you're probably, I don't know, it's, it's just different. So you just naturally find yourself with people who are in similar life stages. But I mean I do feel like it matters. You just need to be kind of maybe looking for it. I don't know. And it's it's difficult, but I, I do feel like I've just naturally found at least in in Dallas like a group of good single girls and it's great and I can't tell you like oh wow how I found them. It was just like putting myself out there. Like, you know, doing things by yourself like you're single and it's like, well, you just got to do it. Like, you know, just don't wait for someone to ask you. Just you know, do something. And so then I was invited to this like bachelor group text, and then I was able to come when i w- when I was able to and met some other girls that way. And so I feel like once I like said yes to things and like just got kind of uncomfortable and like maybe you don't know anybody, but someone asked you to go, it's like, great, just just go and just see what happens. Uh, then you just meet more people and, and that's some my life stage. So anyway, all that to be said, I think it's important to have friends. I think sometimes you can just naturally find those people that are in your life stage. Uh, so I'd be curious, Morgan, like in a year from now, like if that theory plays true for you, like if you feel like you naturally find like a little group of single friends and I'll say, for example, I, uh, was a part of a dinner club. That's what we called ourselves a couple of years ago. The dinner club is now kind of separated. Start we club. started dating each other and it just got really complicated. So um, <laughs> as, to, as to be expected with three girls, three guys, all single, but it was so funny. I mean, it was yeah, like- Yeah, you all
0: set yourself up for that one a bit.
1: Yeah. But I thought I was like, this is so great. Like, how cool is this? Naturally, it's like, we're all human. <laughs> but I mean, it was cool. We just found each other. It was like, wow, this is great. So I'd be curious to see if the, the theory plays out for you too.
0: Maybe. I, You're like, I don't know. <laughs> I I don't feel as strongly for the need.
1: Okay.
0: I, I, I do see the benefit- I think even more so when you are in those life stages of being married or having children. I I could see. You could see how it's that like point like have a couples
1: going to have couples. with Yeah, parents. let okay. me
0: bounce ideas off you.
1: So but do you feel in- like as a single person, it's not? Okay, well, for you right now, you don't feel like it's necessary, or like you don't see the need to have friends in your same season.
0: I'm not yearning for it. That's where I'm at, and and here's my reason why. And I think this is maybe a
1: more of a... Sounds like a Pride and Prejudice term you just used. Sorry. Just- best movie.
0: Anyway, um, I think this could probably vary from person to person and what they feel like they need. But and my, my unprofessional opinion is it's great if you have it. It's not detrimental if you don't. If you feel that you are getting filled and given everything that you need from your current friendships and you don't feel a lack... I don't think you have to like go, f- like, oh my gosh, I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not doing well because I don't have single friends and we can't go do single girl stuff together or single guy stuff together. Like, if that's how you're feeling, okay, you, you probably do need some friends in your mm-hmm. stage. If you're not feeling that, I don't think you need to freak out about it. I think you're doing just fine as long as you are feeling fulfilled. Now, if you are kind of hermiting and just withdrawing in general, that might mm-hmm. be something else entirely, but if you are in a place where you feel fulfillment why question it
1: yeah that's no, my own that.
0: professional opinion
1: i get that i get that and i love that our opinions are are a little different too like i don't disagree with that at all uh i'm a person that i love to just do things with and sometimes mm-hmm. it's like you know you're not the top priority of your best friend if they're married true
0: yeah
1: so that's it's real. like that you know real. so that's that's where it's like it's great to be like you know, call someone up, text someone, and you know they're going to be free if they're mm-hmm. single. You know, it's like likely I hear that. Uh, unless they're like obviously have other plans. But that's my <laughs> that's my thing. It's like I think it's right. nice from that perspective. But mm-hmm. yeah, I definitely get yours. I do. Sure, when it comes to you know friendships, it's it really doesn't matter at the end of the day. Like you know, you just want quality friendships regardless mm-hmm. of what season that they're in.
0: Amen. I completely agree. Okay, so if you were to put a bow on all of this, what would be your biggest takeaways from this conversation?
1: Honestly, I think going back to your three points was a, a kind of a, a good way to summarize it up too and can add on to that. But I mean, I think, yeah, definitely to your to your first one, you know, meeting your friends where they're at. Continue to pursue those friendships that you currently have. Regardless of what season of life that you're in, what they're in, just understand that there's a reason you guys became friends in the first place there was you know there's that push and pull in friendships that just make it worthwhile at the end of the day. so I think that's kind of one key takeaway uh, the second was uh, you know confronting any jealousy I think was kind of your second point or similar to that sense and it's just really overcoming the sense of awkwardness or being uncomfortable with the new dynamic of maybe a, you know, your married friend now has a boy around and there's now children. And so there's kind of maybe a conflict of. Wait, does your married friend have a different boy around? Cause that's a whole other thing entirely. One (laughs) We're not going that controversial. (laughs) I meant the, you know what I meant? It was the married friend. It was the husband and the (laughs) (laughs) guy. Thank you for keeping me accountable. Um, But I think that's a good point about it. And then the, the third was be flexible, which I think is a great way to kind of wrap it up. It's, you know, you are, we have more, I mean, I have more time as a single person. And so to maintain those friendships, I need to be flexible. And your married friends, your friends with kids are thinking the same way. You know, we just have the opportunity at this season of life to be more flexible. So I think just understanding that there's that piece of it when it comes to travel, when it comes to you know, go into your friend's house versus a restaurant because it could be loud and noisy and nap time and all this stuff. And then I think that's a good piece about maintaining the friendships. And then you know, finding people in the similar life stage does it even matter to that kind of second part of the question. You know, I said kind of yes, but really it's just around the quality of friendships and what you're looking for in that friend. If you want more people to do things with, like it will be easier with people who are single or you know from that perspective. But if you are married, if you have kids. I think we both agree that it is beneficial to have someone have a couple have you know with kids or without kids that are in a similar stage just to to go to as mentors um so I think that would be a good way to wrap it up but any final thoughts for you two no I think you just dropped our unprofessional opinion I love it
0: We are so happy you joined us today. If you enjoyed listening to our unprofessional opinions and would like to support our podcast, please subscribe, share us with your friends, or leave us a review. Uh, we are all about growth and cannot wait to hear your thoughts on the podcast and how we can continue to improve. To catch the latest from us, follow us on Instagram at unprofessionalopinion underscore. If you have questions for that you want us to answer in a future show, send us a DM. And thanks again and we'll meet you back here soon.